good evening. Um, this is Andy Sullivan. Welcome to Blendertainment. Um, I've been off a few weeks. No idea why. I just, um, well, actually, yes, I do. Um, January 2nd was my last one. And um, let's see, this is the 18th, which means, eh, let's just off. This would be the third week. Um, basically, what it boils down to is um, sleep one out. Um, <laughs> I've um, I've talked about that before. Um, you know, whenever I'm getting really tired, the podcast just kind of takes a back seat. So that is the name of that tune, and what I have missed um also reason why i probably haven't done any podcasting is um the titans got bounced in the playoffs and i'm not really big on talking about losses um so yeah i bugged out there um and then Kentucky got on a little losing jag. So, um, which ironically, the Jags are the team that beat the Titans. Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so, we're going to start off with, um, well, I'll do a little wrap up of, um, UK basketball. Let me pull up the schedule here. Um, okay, this is the 18th. So, January 18th. Okay, um, we lost to South Carolina 71 68. Uh, we beat Tennessee Saturday 63 56. Behind behind um, Jacob Toppin, um, pretty balanced scoring from all the cats in that game. Um, The Tennessee game, we don't want to talk about that. Um, let's see, scrolling the schedule here. Um, we'd be actually, actually, we'll talk about the Tennessee game because we won that 63 56. Um, Georgia was tonight, uh, we won 85 to 71. Behind. Um, Oscar Sheway, um, Kentucky got off to another slow start Tuesday night against Georgia, but the Cats had the best player on the floor in Oscar Sheway, and that was enough for UK's 85-71 to win. Sheway had perhaps his best game as a Wildcat, which is saying something for the defending National Player of the Year. 
He registered 37 points and 24 rebounds. Kentucky needed every one of them to hold off a feisty Georgia team in the game. The 24 rebounds by Sheedway is the second highest total in Rupp Arena history. Sheedway set the record last season with 28 rebounds against Western Kentucky. The 2022-23 Cats have consistently been slow starters. That troubling fact reared its ugly head again on Tuesday night as UK made just three of its first 13 shots and trailed Georgia early. However, it was just 11-10 due to seven points and five rebounds by the defending national player of the year. Kentucky, now 12-6 and 3-3 in the SEC, took its first lead 14-13 on a Jacob Toppin dunk with 11-04 left in the first half. That lead lasted all of 12 seconds and was Kentucky's only lead of the first half. Second half was a much different story. Kentucky made a conscious effort to get the ball inside the Sheedway, and the big man delivered. He scored Kentucky's first nine points in the second half and assisted on a C.J. Frederick three-pointer that capped a 7-0 run and gave Kentucky a 46-45 lead with 17-11 to play in the game. Kentucky would open the second half on a 16-5 run to lead 50-47, Georgia, rather, would battle back to tie the game at 56 and 57, but the Cats would take the lead for good with 11.26 to play. Jacob Toppin had an outstanding game for the Cats with 11 points and 11 rebounds. Freshman Cason Wallace added 17 points for Kentucky, which won its second consecutive game. Georgia... 13 and 5 and 3 and 2 in conference got 21 points from Terry Roberts. Kentucky returns to action Saturday hosting Texas A&M at Rupp Arena. Tip-off is set for 2 p.m. and the game can be seen on ESPN. Um I've got to um I probably should have started the podcast with this, but uh Wanted to get uh, the sports out of the way. Um, want to um, a passing to note? Have a passing to note here. Um, Roh wrestling star Jay Briscoe has died. Um. AEW and Ring of Honor owner Tony Khan announced his passing on Twitter. He was 38. Tweet said, um, Sadly, Jamin Pugh has passed away. Note to fans is Jay Briscoe. He was a star in ROH for over 20 years. From the first show until today. Jay and his brother Mark dominated their ROH, reigning as champions to this day. We'll do whatever we can to support his family. Rest in peace, gentlemen. Details regarding how the wrestler died have not been made public. Briscoe, along with his mother, his brother Mark, was one half the popular Briscoe Brothers tag team. 
He and Mark were 13-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Now, I had heard, this was since then, I had heard that it was a car accident. But uh, other than that, I do not know, and I will not speculate. Um, Thoughts and prayers with his family, with Ring of Honor, and his friends. Now, get into um, a little something else. Um, I'm well aware that you can't force you can't uh, force people to up- reply to you on social media. Um, certain artists are more personable and hospitable than others. There's one artist in particular, however that only replies to women and gay people. That's right. Um, I think they might have a screw straight guy's philosophy. Although, her new boyfriend is Chase Stokes, who, by the way, looks like a preppy bitch, um, on his IMDb page. And... um, well, I could cause an uproar and tell you who I'm talking about, Kissy Ballerini. Um, cause, um, I'm a fan, Kissy Ballerini. And I could only point out, I could point out she only responds to women, Kissy Ballerini. Was that subliminal enough? <laughs> oh, I'll get some hate for that. Um, <laughs> Nah, I don't know. Hell, people might agree with me. I don't know. Um, Before the new year, I'd mentioned that I was thinking of consolidating my Spotify playlist. Well, I've started it. Well, actually, I've done it. Um, I've I've even added more to my Hot Ones playlist since then. Um... I deleted playlists I no longer listen to or haven't in a year, which is something that I think everybody needs to do. Do a little house cleaning. Let's say spring cleaning, but it's not spring, so house cleaning will suffice. Um, plus, I thought of all my favorite artists, looked them up, looked up their Spotify compilation playlist, which is basically a greatest hits playlist. Um... And I added those, and I've got, I've still got a lot of CDs from over the years. Um, I looked through those and added them, added those artists on Spotify. Um, I've not checked to see how many playlists I've got. Um, it's probably over 200 at this point. Um... So, gonna get to my music pick early. Music pick is um, whatever you feel like in the moment. For instance, this morning on my run, I listened to classic rock classic vinyl on Sirius XM 
the other day I was listening to um, Spotify, I was listening to my Hot Ones playlist, when I got done with that, I listened to some songs on the La Bamba soundtrack, if you're not familiar with the movie La Bamba, 1987, the movie is about Richie Allen's true story. Um, spoiler alert, he dies. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, 35 years old, so I can't help you. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you just don't want to see it. Um, so yeah. But the story is, um, he died in a plane crash and he took the spot of. Waylon Jennings, actually. So, the ones who died on that plane were um, Richie Valens, uh, the Big Bopper, and a couple more guys. It could have been could have been uh, Waylon Jennings that died back then so now the next thing let's see back to sports Alabama player Darius Alabama player Darius Miles I didn't write his last name down um I was like Alabama player Darius who (laughs) anyway he's been charged with capital murder in the death of a woman I learned that Sunday night Damn, that, uh, yeah, he's, um, not only is he going to be off the team, but, um, yeah, he's, dude's got some problems, dude's got some, dude's got some heavy shit on his way, definitely, um, and also, um, touch on, want to touch on the, death of Jeff Beck now if you're not familiar Jeff Beck was one hell of a guitarist Um, but other than that He, um, gosh, he was born Jeffrey Arnold Beck, June 22nd, 1944, um, past June 10th, 2023, rose to prominence as a member of the rock band, The Yardbirds. And afterwards founded and fronted the Jeff Beck Group and Beck Gobart and Epice. In, in 1975, switched to an instrumental style with focus on innovative sound. And his releases span genres and styles ranging from blues, rock, hard rock, jack, jazz, fusion, 
in a blend of guitar rock and electronica. Beck was ranked in the top five of Rolling Stones and other magazines lists rankings of greatest guitarists. He was often called a guitarist, a guitarist's guitarist. Rolling Stone described him as one of the most influential lead guitarists in rock. Although he recorded two successful albums in 1975 and 1976 as a solo act, Beck did not establish or maintain commercial success like that of his contemporaries and bandmates. He recorded with many artists. Beck earned wide critical critical praise and received the Grammy for Best Rock Instrumental Performance six times and Best Pop Instrumental Performance once. In 2014, he received the British Academy's Ivar Novello Award for Outstanding Contribution to British Music. He was also inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice, first as a member of the Yardbirds in 1992 and solely as a solo artist in 2019. So his career spanned the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020. Beck cited his major influences as Les Paul, The Shadows, Cliff Gallup, Ravi Shankar, Roy Buchanan, Chet Atkins, Django Reinhardt, Steve Cropper, and Lonnie Mack. Beck said John McLaughlin has given us so many facets of the guitar and introduced thousands of us to world music, blending Indian music and jazz and classical. I'd say he was the best guitarist alive. According to musicologist and historian Bob Gula, Beck is credited for popularizing the use of audio feedback and distortion on guitar. Before Beck's arrival, Guitar playing generally conformed to the clean, bright, and jangly sounds of the early 60s British Invasion bands with a bluesy aesthetic of 1950s African-American performers like Muddy Waters and Bo Diddley. During a short time with the Yardbirds, Beck's experimentation with feedback, distortion, and fuzz tone pushed the band into directions that opened the door for psychedelic rock while jolting while jolting British rock forward while Beck was not the first guitarist to experience with electronic distortion he nonetheless helped to redefine the sound and role of the electric guitar and rock music his use of commercial fuzz box for the Yardbirds Heart Full of Soul in June of 1965 has been cited as perhaps the most significant is the first significant use of the effect. Beck's work with the Yardbirds and the Jeff Beck Group's 1968 album Truth were seminal influences on heavy metal music, which emerged in full force in the early 70s. Gola identifies one of Beck's characteristic traits to be his sense of pitch, particularly in exercising the whammy bar to create sounds ranging from nose-diving bombs to subtle, perfectly pitched harmonic melodies.
In 2015, Beck was ranked number five in Rolling Stone's list of 100 greatest guitarists. And in an accompanying essay, guitarist Mike Campbell applauded Beck for his brilliant technique, personality, and his playing, including a sense of humor expressed through the growl of the Wawa effects. Campbell also credited Beck with expanding the boundaries of blues, particularly his two collaborations, his two collaborations with Stuart. The character of Nigel Tufnell in the mockumentary This Is Spinal Tap was based on Jeff Beck. Little, um, little old, little bit of, uh, little oh you didn't know there I certainly didn't know that now um, Tuesday right now it is Wednesday so as you're listening to this well as I'm recording this it's Wednesday so yesterday was the premiere of the Night Court reboot starring Melissa Rauch from the Big Bang Theory John Larroquette from the original Night Court. As a matter of fact, he's the only cast member of the original Night Court. There may be there may be some guest stars. Who knows from the past? Um, I know that um, the man, the actor who played Harry Stone. Um, Harry Anderson passed away, so clearly he won't be. And um, as a matter of fact, uh, Melissa is playing Abby Stone, the daughter of Harry Stone, in this. And of course, she's goes back to be a judge at the same night court where Harry was a judge. And um, if you saw the original night court... You get the same feel of this one as you did in the original. It's um, if you were a fan of the original, which I was, it's uh, like a warm hug, man. It's it's just really comforting, and it's really cool. Um, and also, it's got me to um, want to jump on Hulu and see if Night Court, the original Night Court is on there, which I got a sneaking suspicion that it is. And um, speaking of Hulu, I am still watching 24. I am on um Let's say it's been a few days. Um, let's say there were seven seasons of 24. Um, I am on season. Shoot. I think I'm halfway through season six, actually. So. Yeah, I'm about I'm about finished. Um, so 
I don't know. There, I mean, there is no telling what, well, there is telling if you actually watched it when it was first on 20 years ago. But, um, there's no telling for me <laughs> what's coming up for Jack next because, oh, man, <laughs> he went through it in that show. Good God. Um, the final two new, or yes, the final two episodes of New Amsterdam aired Tuesday. I've not watched New Amsterdam yet. I've not watched those last two episodes because I was watching the Kentucky ball game, which as I went through earlier, thank God they won. Um... So apparently, we're going to get a satisfying conclusion of the show. Um, or we got a satisfying conclusion of the show. Like I said, I haven't watched it yet. Um, so that will be later, um, switching to wrestling, of course I did a little bit of that earlier, um, with the Briscoe passing, PWI Insider reports that WWE will be all hands on will be an all-hands-on-deck situation for the Royal Rumble 2023 later this month. Talents who aren't even working the show are reportedly expecting to be brought in for media appearances and projects related to the Peacock WWE Network. PWI Insider also notes there's talk of bringing NIL talent for the Royal Rumble weekend as well. Now, I've already heard that Hardy is supposed to be performing live at the Royal Rumble. He was a few weeks ago, he was at Monday Night Raw and he got into a altercation. So that could rear its ugly head again at the Rumble. Who knows? Um WWE Royal Rumble 2023 is scheduled for Saturday, June 28th, June 28th, I'm trying to speed up the year, um, January 28th, which is, um, next Saturday, wow, next January is almost over, holy shit, um, and my least favorite month, February, is coming up. Why is it my least favorite month? Uh, February 14th. It sucks ass. Uh, Valentine's Day, it sucks. WWE Royal Rumble 2023 is scheduled for Saturday, January 28th. The event will be held at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. It will be broadcast live on Peacock in the U.S. And WWE Network everywhere else. And that is that 
for Blendertainment this weekend. Um, uh, this weekend. It's Wednesday. <laughs> so, yeah, a little bit late on that. But, um... Oh, um, a birthday to note, um, Susanna Hoffs from the Bengals turns 64 today, and, um, let me tell you something, there are a bunch of Twitter pages I follow that are really cool, um, Passed Through Pictures, is one that I follow. Um, there's another one, uh, Classic Rockin' Pictures. It's, um, they post some really cool stuff daily. So, um, if you're on Twitter, follow those. And that is all that I have for you this week. Um, I will hopefully be back next week um i have been um i've been andy sullivan uh you've been listening to blendertainment um follow like subscribe leave a review um tell your friends all that good stuff um that's it um everybody have a good rest of the week um be kind be cool be courageous and i will see you or i will you will hear me back here next week peace out